0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on the final Premiership action of 2022. It will be a nine-point gap at the turn of the year after Celtic and Rangers both won ahead of their meeting on Monday. Michael Beale wasn't impressed with his side's showing while Stange Postacoglu enjoyed Aaron Moy's contribution and there were big wins for Dundee United, Kilmarnock and Hart with pressure mounting on the likes of Aberdeen, Ross County and Motherwell. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Marvin Bartley. And Gordon DL and Gordon, that's it. The curtain coming down on an action-packed 2022. Uh, and we finished in a, a bit of style with plenty to talk about last yeah, night. Yeah, and plenty of goals, plenty of excitement, plenty of action, Gordon. We said on Tuesday night we were previewing most of the games on Wednesday and, and we were very confident that the big game on Monday um, it would be same points gap. And that's exactly, I thought, Rangers and Celtic comfortable. I know Michael Beale's still a bit unhappy but you can't say that about Ange Postacoglu, absolutely brilliant. Good result for Dundee United, lifts them off the bottom of the league, they needed that, a confidence booster. And I'll let this man to my right explain how he feels about his 1-1 draw. <laughs> yeah, it was a an interesting game. Obviously, second game in a row going down to 10 men, so you know, currently I'm learning to coach with 10 players on the pitch. But no, listen, it was a, it was a fantastic result for us in the end, I suppose, and probably a fair one. They went down to 10 men as well. Um, but listen, it's not a bad end to the year, and hopefully we can kick on next year. Come on then, for the final time in 2022, just think how much has happened on and off the pitch in Scottish football over the last 12 months for the final time this year let's look back on a big night of Premiership action so starting uh, whatever you like really if you think about Ibrooks, it was a comfortable win it was three goals none conceded on paper that sets Rangers up nicely for playing Celtic but Michael Beale wasn't happy not happy with the performance at all uh, and looking for big improvements going forward so Rangers fans were you there? Motherwell fans what did you make of it? what did you make of the game? Was it slack? Who took their chance? Who's played their way into the team for Monday? Who must be left out at whatever cost on Monday? Uh, let us know. Celtic fans, a very convincing evening in the capital. Aaron Moy getting his first goal for the club. Is he now uh, nailed on to start on Monday after his performances? What did you take away from the game last night? If we want to go negative, I might be looking at you Motherwell fans, Aberdeen fans... Uh, who else is out there? Ross County. They look like the the strugglers at the moment. So it's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Every single team was in action in the Premiership last night, which means there is nowhere for you to hide. You must have something to say for yourself. So come on down, please, and give us a call. What was the result of the night then? I'll go first. I'm going down Robbie Park because I've been critical of Kamarnock from day one. Um, thought they'd be in that relegation uh, trouble Certainly were But that was a good win last night Against a poor Aberdeen team You've got to say But take nothing away from Kelly A terrific victory And it gives them that little bit of breathing space And next Monday they've got uh, St Mirren at home So you know things could be turning for Derek McInnes And Kilmarnock at Robbie Park And I'm going across to Dundee United um, You know as earlier in the season Six pointer for them um, A convincing 3-0 win Liam Fox seems to be getting the team playing now to a standard that he wants to and Charlie Mel grew at the tender age of, I won't mention his age, but listen, a fantastic diving header from him. So 
No, Dundee United thoroughly deserve that for me. Which leads us on nicely then. I don't know if Charlie Mulgrew is getting the nod. What was the goal of the night? Um, goal of the night for me was Maida. by the way. Yeah, they certainly were. And it was very hard to pick out. But Maida, just because of two things. As a striker, I would know he misses an absolute certainty. And then two minutes later, he takes on his right foot and he scores an absolute screamer. So it obviously didn't affect him. So he's getting my vote tonight. Okay. Alan Forrest? No, uh, yeah. banned from that one because that was a holiday assist. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to talk about the assist. I was going to speak about all the other passes that led to it. But no, listen, a fantastic team goal from Hearts. Um, can't remember how many passes it exactly was, but a lot of players, maybe all of them outfield players, touched the ball. And Alan Forrest with a real composed finish at the end of it. So. He gets goal of the night for me. Right, forget the positive stuff. Who's getting the award for howling? What was the howler of the night? I'm giving it to the full Aberdeen right, okay. team. The Season lot, of goodwill. Yeah, the lot of them are getting it. That's four in the bounce. I know they've had a difficult start since they come back, Rangers and Celtic. But even Jim Good, when the manager came out last night, had no defence of his players. Their away record is abysmal. Three wins in the last 28 league games, Gordon. Says it all for me. They'll have to improve. As I say, I thought Camarnock were brilliant, but Aberdeen made it so, so easy for them. Howler of the night. Graham Carey, missing the penalty mm. for St. Johnson. S- somebody with such a sweet, sweet left foot as well. Uh, technically so gifted as a player. Not one that he'll want to look back on um, anytime soon. So, you know, missed that. And obviously them losing the game 3-2 in the end. Steve May stepped up and took the second one. So, Graham Carey for me. This must be the first time that no referee has got a howler uh, on this show. We like show. referees. Uh, although maybe Marvin Bartley's been warned after his previous uh, efforts on that front on this show. Um, and finally then, who's getting the top award? Who's getting the man of the night? Oh, Aaron Moy for me. Um... You know, he came in to sell to a few question marks about, you know, his fitness, everything about it. World Cup, he had a terrific World Cup and he just, he's become a fan's favourite now, Gordon. I watched him last night and up until about 86 minutes on the clock, I don't think he gave the ball away. His movement, everything about him, his passing range and his goal and obviously confidence to stand up there and take the penalty kick. Big, big player for Celtic now. So for my vote tonight, Armoy. And I'm going with Scott Robinson. Um, been over 300 days since he made his last start for Kilmarnock. You know, a player I played with and made the move across to Kilmarnock and he's had so many injuries. So first and foremost, it's brilliant to see him back on the pitch, but scoring goals is what he does best. So he gets man of the night for me. Right, that's set it up nicely. If you agree or disagree with what you're hearing so far, pick up that phone, please. 01419511025. What did you make of last night's games then? If we're talking Ibrox Rangers fans... Anyone who didn't see that match would be saying three points, three goals, clean sheet, four wins out of four under Michael Beale. Everything is rosy going into the game against Celtic. Is that the way you feel? Or do you buy into what the manager's talking about? He's a bit underwhelmed with performances. He's talking about things needing uh, to be a lot better, improvements having to be made. So how do you feel about last night? How do you feel about where you are overall? And how do you feel you're set up uh, for that meeting with Celtic Let us know right now please On the phones uh, Celtic fans What did you Take away from that game At Easter Road Gordon DL's been full of praise For Aaron Moy Is he one that caught the eye uh, There's been Debate all season About who's the number one Striker Is Kyogo really making that His own now He seems to be scoring all the time Scored another good goal uh, Last night um, What does the team look like Then going forward After what you saw At Easter Road and like I said, on the more negative side of things, I might be looking at you Motherwell and Aberdeen fans 
uh, to get in touch and say what is going wrong. 01419511025. Ange Postacoglu, whilst you get your calls in, he says they've come back from the World Cup break stronger, and he says he's seeing improvements in every single <coughs> game at the moment. Yeah, no, boys are great. Um, yeah, credit to them. Uh, we we, we kind of knew that. Uh, well, I had a feeling anyway that, that Hibs had come at us early on, especially, and, and they did credit to them. They, you know, at first sort of 10, 15 minutes were. Yeah, pretty frenetic. That the crowd was up for it, and uh, yeah, it was a, I thought it was a good watch the first sort of ten fifteen. But um, yeah, our boys handled it really well. We just yeah got the grips with the game, and then um, yeah after that I just thought we we dominated and yeah, scored some cracking goals and could add a couple more. But just outstanding effort by the players. I think we've come back stronger than what we finished off, and um, you know we've had four games, and I think all four we're, we're kind of got stronger each game and. Uh, yeah, from our perspective, it's always sort of our main target, main aim is to, you know, keep pushing how good we can be, and you know, on a daily basis, you know, pushing the guys and, and making sure that, yeah, you know, they're well prepared for what's ahead, and uh, and they're buying into that. You know, like I said, there's no sense of them sort of getting comfortable at, at any stage. They're they're consistently you know, pushing themselves and, and pushing each other to be the best they could be. Let's get stuck in on the phones then. Thomas is first up. He is a Celtic fan. What did you take away from last night, Thomas? Hi, Daz. Hi, Marvin. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the game last night. Um, you know, and just the performance of all the players, especially Aaron Roy. You know, absolutely fantastic. I, I said when they, I said when they first signed Gordon, um, I didn't think it was a great sign. I didn't, I didn't think he'd done much. You know, and his, his other clubs, but he's, he's not put a foot wrong since he's he's come in and played. You know, he's he's been brilliant, and I think he's played his way into the. Start line up for Monday I really do Marvin what have you made of him? I think he's been Absolutely fantastic And you know I was kind of shocked When people were You know questioning His performances at the start Obviously you know He'd been across in China And about being disrespectful To standard of football over there And maybe the fitness That he had to keep To play at that level Wasn't as high as you need In Scotland But you know, as a player that Manchester City signed, don't forget, you know, played at Huddersfield as well in the Premier League, played at Brighton. Um, and I'm not surprised at all by his performance at this moment in time. And he seems to be a player that's going from strength to strength. You know, he's really good leading into the World Cup, went across with Australia, was one of their main players. And he's came back and he's hit the ground running again. And as I said, I'm not surprised at all. And I still think there's probably another level to him, which is a massive worry for the rest of the Scottish Premier League. Was it important that he just got a bit of time to get fitter Gordon I think we stood in here a couple of Saturdays didn't we when he came on and you could see yourself Mark Wilson mm. looking and wondering about the, the sort of way he was getting about the pitch is that now is that now there to complement the other stuff yeah I think just uh, game time I think the World Cup held him, helped him immensely Gordon um, the one thing I've been very impressed with him is his attention to the ball he, his movement's great uh, he's not the quickest player I've ever seen in, my, in, in the world but He's a very clever player, very intelligent player, just a footballer. Uh, his passing range is good. Uh, he's comfortable on the ball. As I say, I'd sat in closely and watched the game, and I'm thinking right up to about eight, six minutes, he played a slack ball in the middle of the park. It was his first ball he gave away. Goal, first goal for Celtic. Well, he's now two goals of penalty. Certainly helps with the confidence, as any player will tell you. And I totally agree with Marvin when he says... Uh, Manchester City only signed brilliant players. Behave, honestly. <laughs> Thank what, you. you. You and him would have played in Man City reserves. You've got a lot to, you've got a lot to share. Uh, Thomas, I mean, how does that set you up for 
Monday everyone always talks about the you know we hear the managerial stuff but it's one game at a time and Hugh Keevens always says these games are a separate life form and all that stuff I just assume you would rather win the previous game and win it well Oh of course of course and it, it sets it up totally perfect for the, the game on Monday you know just the, perform, the performance as well was, was really good as well you know Gordon with really scored good goals I mean Maida's goal was just absolute quality considering the chance he'd missed before that you know, and it, and it comes up yeah, be a world a world in and scores that well, you know, absolutely brilliant. I just feel I just feel I'm in the right position to get it Monday and obviously win that game and obviously go and go on to win the league. There is a great unpredictability about Maeda, it feels Marvin, the one that he decides to header when he it's about a couple of inches yeah. off the ground, then the one that he heads off the bar. And then he goes and does that That's not the type of goal We've seen him score too often Since he came to Celtic Is it? Yeah it's not something That we knew he had in the locker um, You know about being Disrespectful towards him And as you said You know he missed Kind of two big chances And he takes Which is the hardest one for me And he takes it extremely well And that's just a player That believes in his own ability You know it's, it's very easy When you miss chances To start to shy away You know he could have Easily came inside And passed the ball there But he's like No I'll take the you know, the game by the scruff of the neck and, and I'll curl one into the back of the net. So, listen, I'm sure the manager's absolutely delighted with his contribution. Not only that, he speaks a lot about his work rate and you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if he started on Monday again. Yeah, we did speculate about the World Cup effect and we spoke about mm. Aaron Moy. You've got Ange Postacoglu believing Celtic are better. Do you think Dyson Maeda looks more confident? Because it's like the Celtic fans who watch him more than me might tell me I'm talking rubbish because I don't get to see the same depth that they do. It seemed like he was way more willing to run at players last night And confident with it And keep the ball a bit longer You know, he's always been A runner in the sense of running in behind And getting on the end of something But yeah. to actually carry the ball It seemed like he was doing it an awful lot last night Yeah, I think when you're called up to that squad And people like Kyogo aren't in there You know, another there was another striker as well That, you know, name escapes me at this moment in time That also wasn't called up So that lets you know that the, the national team manager believes in you. And when a manager believes in you, you know, Andrew's obviously believed in him because he's brought him to the football club. He's going to, you know, it's almost like you get your tail wagging and then you think you can do absolutely anything. And maybe you wouldn't have taken that shot on six weeks ago. But like you said, you know, he went across to the World Cup. He performed well in, in the minutes he did get. And then, you know, he's carried on doing that at Celtic. And as I said, you know, I don't think he would have taken that shot on. And if he had taken it on before the World Cup, I don't think he would have scored it in the fashion he did yesterday. Ross is a Celtic fan Next up Thank you to Thomas For opening the show tonight Ross what jumped out for you last night? Uh, hi guys Hope you're all well Good um, No for me last night Celtic were uh, remarkable And Easter Road's always been A difficult place to go And I think the fact that We went there and scored four goals And kept a clean sheet Is just unbelievable um, I think that just goes to show Why we're champions And why we're on the verge Of doing two in a row So For me I just feel like Come Monday Celtic win at Ibrox as it is job done and it will be two in a row. But for me last night, Kyogo was was unreal. I thought his movement um, for I think it was the fourth goal. Um, just the way he, he just his movement off the ball for Celtic is a bit of a headache because we've got obviously Jack and Marcus is struggling to get a game, and we've got Kyogo as well. So it's a good headache for Ange to have. Can't knock his goal. Can't knock his movement. Touch everything. Compose. Finish. There's times when I've, I've watched I went along to Fir Park Not that long ago with, with Mark and we watched him And you think sometimes He's not involved in the game But uh, Marvin will tell you His movement is absolutely brilliant And it causes panic in a defence And I think that's what happened last night I thought that To be fair to Hibs I thought Hibs started the game well Right And I thought We're in for a real game here Because I think Ross is right Hibs 
off a confident one against the big man's team at the weekend. Um, they fancied it, but see the minute Aaron Moy gets the first goal, it's game over for me. Harris didn't had no belief that we're going to get back in it. And you're talking about uh, Maeda there. He gets a goal, and next minute he's running at Cadden every time he gets a ball. And see, for a fullback, he must be saying, please don't give him the ball again because his energy levels are brilliant. Some of their passing, their movement, they dominate it most of the second half. And Kyogo's goal was absolutely sublime. I mean, what is he, 15 and 17? Something like that in the league this season, Marvin. Um, the debate about who should be up front for Celtic seems to be getting a bit quieter week on week. Yeah, because Kyogo's scoring goals. I think that's his fourth goal in, in three games as well. And, you know, we just spoke there kind of about his movement. Five and, and three. Five be and three. Hat -trick, didn't he? Yeah, so, you know, his, his movement's unbelievable. You know, he doesn't get... Oh, no, he didn't get a hat trick. The website I'm looking at is dodgy. I, I had so a feel I was right the first time. See when I said that. Yeah. See when I said 15 and 17, I thought that doesn't sound right. I think mm -hmm. there's one more uh, of a gap. So for some 14. reason, for some reason, this website's got him getting a hat trick against Webster, St Johnson. Mm -hmm. Tell him you're in the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. On, That's what I mean. And he scored stats. against us. And you know, I'm coming with the stats. And there's just... no many no scoring against you. <laughs> <in there. laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to I'd like to give you that stat <laughs> No but Kyogo's movement Listen he doesn't get involved In too much of the build up play And one thing we kind of Warned our defenders about Is because he's not getting involved In the build up play Don't take your eye off him And he showed that again yesterday Listen the ball from Hatate Into him I don't think was the greatest of passes But his first touch Was unbelievable On the outside of his leg And you know As soon as he gets in that sort of position You expect him to put it In the back of the net But as you said Gordon The kind of debate about Who should be the starting striker for them is, is very, very quiet at this moment in time. And there's only one man with the jersey at this moment in time, and that's Kyogo. How important was it to keep it nine points? We're about to hear Ange Postacoglu maybe not buying into that in, in his style like, like he does, Ross. But for you as a fan, keeping it at nine as a as a worst-case scenario, you know, going into this game on uh, on Monday? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, obviously, last night, if we had dropped any points, then, again, if Rangers take any points on Monday, it's then back on. So, I think going into Monday, knowing it's still nine, gives me a bit of confidence. But, again, you can never predict these games. But I think, obviously, I'm confident Celtic can go there and hopefully try and get a win. I don't think so. I mean, if, if we kind of thought that way, we've been, you know, fair way in front for a while now. And if you were thinking about it that like that, you probably would have seen complacency um, creep in but it's just not relevant to where we are right now and, and the kind of mindset of this team is just every game is an opportunity for us to, to go out there and play our football and, and win and, and, and sort of give some joy to our supporters so whether you're nine points ahead and nine points behind what does it matter you know you've, you know the next game's a massive game it's a showcase game it's not just you know it's a big game for our supporters it's a big game for our football club it's a big game for the league it's a showcase game you know so we want to be a part of that we're going to Ibrox tough place to go so you know who cares what the point style is what a you know what a game to, to, to be looking forward to and that's what we'll do you know we'll, we'll look to it and, and you know try and put on another strong performance and, and you know give our fans um, again some joy He's been very consistent with that type of talk since he came Gordon and you understand it he just wants to focus on what, what they're doing and, and how that gets better uh, but Ross speaks on behalf of most Celtic fans you'd imagine you're, you're looking at it nine points and, and you know then how strong that position becomes if you win the game uh, on Monday Yeah he's, he's just a manager Of the cliche One game at a time Concentrates On that Pacific game um, Celtic fans Completely different They're delighted They're getting in With the nine point gap Let's be honest Because 
as much as you're still confident getting in with six, you're better going in with the nine as as you are because you can go to Ibrox fully confident. Um, I, I'll I, I've said for day one, I, I like his management style. I like the way he handles the press. He, he says it as it is. Uh, he must be enjoying watching his team just now because they're banging in goals for fun. They're playing some good football. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And when you look round and you're maybe thinking you want to change something, it must be brilliant for a manager to have the luxury of the bench and the players mm. that are sitting in the stand that he's got at his disposal. Well, thank you to Ross. Rangers fans, what do you make of last night? Give us a shout and tell us your thoughts because on paper, three goals scored, none conceded, another three points, 12 out of 12 points under Michael Beale. That on paper all looks pretty good ahead of Monday. And then the manager said afterwards it was a disjointed performance. He wants them to find rhythm. You're giving the ball away too much. It's not something I expected. It's something we need to work on. So what's on your mind? How do you feel about the performance last night? How has it set you up for Monday, Rangers fans? Give us a shout right now and we'll get you on next. 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 And you can get in touch with the guys on Twitter as well Over there at Clyde SSB We've already looked a bit at the game at Easter Road I'm sure we will do that more between now and the end of the show So join in Rangers fans Good time for you to step up to the plate Along with you Motherwell supporters What about last night then? It was clearly a comfortable 3-0 victory Rangers making it a 100% start under Michael Beale But he's not happy with the performance So how do you feel, Rangers fans? Are you able to focus more on the positives? Or do you agree with what's been said by the manager About the performances ahead of Monday? Come on down right now 01419511025 And this is what I mean In case you haven't heard it yet So it was that 3-0 victory um, against Motherwell at Morelos, Goldson, Tillman uh, with the goals uh, for Rangers uh, and he says though they were disjointed happy with the results but needing better performances what do you think? It was disjointed again I'm not going to sit here and pull the wall over anyone's eyes it wasn't uh, free flowing it wasn't what I want it to be I don't think it's an effort thing if you'd have said to me two or three weeks ago that we'd have got 12 points from the first uh, four games and we'd have got two clean sheets leading into uh, the next game, I would have taken it. Uh, I would have liked us to be playing with a little bit more rhythm. Um, but, hey, we've got, the, we've got the three points. It's another clean sheet. It's another clean sheet with Ben and Connor on the pitch. So they're the positives for me this evening. Look, January is a huge month for this football club. There's, there's a derby. There's, there's a cup semi-final. There's a big cup game away. There's some tricky away games. We know we need to improve. If I had to take performances over results, right now I would take results. But over time, we surely have to play better. Certainly, that's what I want from my team is for us to play better. I think it's what the fans want. I can feel it in them as well. And that's fair because they pay to come and watch and they want to be entertained by their team. They want to be excited. I think the players want that as well. So I think it's clear to see that we need to improve. Yeah, um, I think he talks well there, Gordon. I think he's very open, very honest. He's letting the supporters know exactly where he is as a manager, um, how he's looking to the, the future, uh, moving on and better in, in, in performances. Last night was was positive, so there was a lot to take out. It was a three nil. Morelis for me gets a terrific goal. I thought Barisic ball and was tailor made for a centre. Unfortunately, he's he's picked up a knock. 
uh, clean sheet as well. Um, the manager just basically saying, look, yeah, things are good. We've won four in the, the bounce. We've got a massive game come Monday. January window will take care of itself. We'll surely get some targets in mind. He's getting big players back as well. That's another positive. Goalson's massive for them. Gets a goal last night as well. Um, I just I like his honesty. He's very open. He's telling the Rangers supporter what he, uh, supporters what he's trying to do, what he's uh, trying to achieve. It takes time, and I'm sure all Rangers supporters are buying into this. Yeah, I think he's letting the players know as well. Listen, because you're winning games, don't think that you're doing things to a level that that I want them done at. Um, and there was a key takeaway in that for me, is, and he said it's not an effort thing. So he's not saying that the players aren't giving him absolutely everything on the pitch. So it's either down to the players aren't getting the tactical stuff that he's trying to implement, so maybe he has to change that in training, or some players aren't good enough to produce what he needs them to produce. But, you know, playing for Rangers Football Club is not just enough to win games. You know, there has to be almost a performance or, you know, as a young kid say, a swagger to, to what you're doing. And Michael Beal is, is very aware of that and, he, he, you know, trying to get it out of the players. With your coaching hat on Marvin you'll have started to think about these things you know about what what sort of message you try and get across and how you do it and that's even more important I guess at, at the likes of Rangers we would always encourage managers to be truthful just speak what's on their mind and presumably that's what Michael Beale's done are you in any way surprised because what we mentioned the bigger picture no one would have batted an eyelid if he'd came in focused solely on the positive spoke about the four out of four three goals scored clean sheet it was set up it was there for him to do that And he, he chose not to Is that significant for you Or is that Is that just him Is that just him as a person No I think that is significant And, and as I kind of said there You know he, He's letting everybody know That yes we are winning games of football But the way that Rangers will look under Michael Bill Isn't what you're seeing At this moment in time And you know I heard his comments yesterday And I went and kind of Looked at the stats And I think they had one shot On target against them Maybe they had ten shots On targets themselves So looking at the stats alone You think what a brilliant performance that was. But he wants more out of them, you know, and he probably knows as well about being respectful to Motherwell. When you go and play against your Celtics, your Hearts and, and your Aberdeens, they need to be performing better all the time. I know they played against Aberdeen the other day and for me, they were lucky to get the win. He knows the performances need to be a lot, lot higher. And all he's looking at is trying to close that gap on Celtic. And in order to do that, they have to go play against Celtic and have to beat them. If they perform the way they did yesterday mm. against Celtic, they don't win the game. And he's a Rangers fan. Do you share any of the concerns from Michael Beale, Andy, or are you focused more on the, the results? No, how are you doing? Like, no, no, I quite, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I know we've, we've just been too inconsistent now. You know, we're playing well for like, wee 10 minute spells. Then we're dropping off, off the game for maybe 15 minutes. Giving the ball away too easily. Because I mean, this game on Monday, if we don't concentrate for 90, 90 minutes, especially against Celtic, that's going to be the best team we've played for a long time, we could be in a bit of trouble. Marvin, I think Andy hits on the, the most important point probably for Michael Beale. It was about giving the ball away Because you're right Some stats Depending on what stats you look at If you limit yourself to Shots on target For and, and against And chances created it, it, you, you would wonder what What's the fuss But if you actually watch the game There was a few moments where Rangers just gave the ball away needlessly And I think well, You can explain it better tactically But I think Michael Beale's sort of Problem with that is If Rangers are all Sort of set up and getting into positions to be effective going forward. Then they give it away. Are you then exposed to teams that can hurt you when when you do when you do that? Yeah, you're exposed for the counter attack. But if you're also unopposed and you're giving the ball away against teams like Celtic, you're not going to get it back. And by the way, you know if you give them chances, they will punish you. So he knows they need to be better against you know the lesser clubs. Um, 
But when you go against Celtic, if you give the ball away against them, you're not going to get it back. With some of the players that you have going forward as well, you could find yourself in massive, massive trouble. So Rangers need to be, you know, better, better on the ball. They need to be more ruthless at the top end. The clean sheet's absolutely fantastic. All managers want those. But as Andy said there, you know, they're giving away the ball too much week in, week out. And, you know, going into a big game on Monday, if they perform in that manner on the ball, then they're going to be in for a long, long afternoon. I suppose the tone got set quite early, didn't it, Gordon, with that? Was it Lundstrom? It was a sort of poor pass back the way Connor Shields ran through Alan McGregor bailed him out that and when I say set the tone it didn't it didn't affect the game because Rangers won 3-0 this is what's weird about this discussion but in terms of what Michael Beale was referring to it was obviously that sort of stuff yeah he, he's demanding more out of his players he's um, you know these slack passes he's not happy with remember that this is a new manager in the building he's tweaked one or two things He's asked them to play a different brand of football that, you know, Van Bronckhorst used to play. Sometimes they catch on to it very quickly. He wants to move the ball. He wants to have pace in his team. He wants to be quick in possession. Um, and, and it takes a bit of time. And I think the manager recognised that. Everybody, I think, thought that when Michael Beale come back to Rangers, it was going to be this fast-flowing, magnificent, exciting football. It's not happened. It's taken time. But the good thing that he's correctly says there as a manager is while he's doing this he's still picking up points and that's an important mm. thing yeah what, what, on the more positive side Andy what is pleasing you well just it's good to see some of the players coming back you know through injury obviously you know I mean because injury has been horrific and it, even hearing that Morelos might even boot for Monday's game so aye it's just that as I said on spells we look brilliant you know but we're just not being that we're not doing it for long enough you know what I mean we really look good when we, when we want to play but then we're we'll we taking our foot off the gas or losing concentration don't know why but hopefully uh, Michael Beal's already admitted it you know he's saying like, I, I can see the problem it's down to him now to try and sort it with the players if you're looking on positive side of things for players that are, look like they could flourish under Michael Beal is, is Malik Tillman sort of standing out in that regard yeah we're seeing kind of hit the heights now on, on, on a regular basis. Um, you know, at the start of the season, obviously he came in on loan and he had a few glimpses of what he can produce. And, you know, I think he's getting better by the week under Michael Bill. Um, also, I think, you know, talking about injuries they've had, I think that's the first time he's probably had his back four that he's probably wanted out with John Suter. Um, but Davies and Goldson at centre-half. Barisic puts in two fantastic... Uh, balls one from a corner that Goldson does really well with, but the Morelis one, um, you know, that's that's a pinpoint cross from him. So, listen, there was definitely positives from from yesterday's game, and I'm sure they go from strength to strength as well. Uh, Andy, how, what, how does last night influence Monday? Then, I mean, I'm sure we'll get stuck into this as well tomorrow. But take players. I don't know. Let's see Alex Lowry, for instance, because he came into the team. We've not seen any of him. Did, did he do enough for Monday? How, how does last night influence Monday? The boy Lowry is a good player, but again. You know, he's, I've, I mean, Barrett had a great game, but Lowry was the same. He was good at some points and at other points, you know, still a young boy, still learning. So, and Mark Tillman, obviously, I think we must sign him. I, I said that a few weeks ago. Ranger, because that boy's only going to get better and better. I mean, you can see he's got class. So, I, so, but just, I think only enough start with the same team. Uh, might tweak it, maybe one, maybe, but I think only enough start with that same team. Well, there might be a, an issue with Alfredo Morelos, of course. He was taken off injured last night. Uh, however, um, Michael Beale is hopeful he can still make it, just a tightness. Um, and he believes Cholak and Roof could be ready to step up if Morelos is not 
Well, we had a bit of a red flag after the Aberdeen game, to be fair. Like, um, he was due to come off just as we scored the third goal because he felt some tightness in his hamstring. So, obviously, he missed the Ross County game. Only come on for the last 30 minutes and he felt fine. So, we started him tonight. I believe it's tightness. So, hopefully, uh, he's come off at the right time um, before it's anything bigger. He's had to, obviously, go to the well because we've had very limited options there with Kamara and Antonio out. They're both fit to go. Well, in terms of fit, they're physically fit in terms of training. But whether they've got 90 minutes in them at this moment in time, you'd, you'd probably say no. So it's good to have them back. So if Alfredo's not ready, one of those or they will share the minutes and play. Uh, I think it's important that they are back for us. In terms of um, Alfredo, it was nice to see him score a goal tonight. How did last night influence things for Monday from a Rangers perspective? Yeah, I think obviously if Morelos is fit now, if it's a tight hamstring, you get four days, Gordon, um, to get that recovered, which I think should be enough, and he'll be desperate to play. Uh, there's a little spark coming back in him, um, but I think um, the ball from Barisic last night for his goal as a centre forward that's tailor made, but he's in the position. You seen him as well. He had a back healer that get cleared off the line, his confidence is coming back, he's obviously like working under Michael Beale, if he's not fit, then I would be very surprised if they don't go with Cholak, Ruth to me is a very very good player, but his injuries, he's missed too much football, I think it would be a big ask, because this game on Monday will be played at a different pace, and he's got to need as many quality players as he can, not just on the pitch, but on the bench as well to come on and change one or two things. Yeah, in total agreement with that. Um, I think Ruth has missed far too much football to throw him into such an important game. But as as Michael Bill said there, it's a positive to have him back, you know, fighting fit as well because he can definitely make an impact off the bench if needed. So I know Andy was talking about maybe the similar team. I think Larry will, will come back out and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kent goes wide and then Kamara comes back in. I think when you're talking about ball retention and trying to keep the ball, I think he's probably one of the better ones um, within the Rangers team and I wouldn't be too surprised to see him start against Celtic. We will find out. Thank you, Andy. What else is out there then? What are you thinking? Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you hear? Please share it right now. And it's a good time to do so, actually. Uh, if you get in touch at the moment, we'll try and get you on next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's League Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Marvin Bartley are here for the final time in 2022 We're looking back on a full card of Premiership action I made that sound like this was our last show of 2022 Which is not, by the way We are certainly uh, here tomorrow But it's the last time we'll look back on a Premiership card Because it was the final one of the year so what did you make of it? We're looking back on all things from the six games uh, last night. I see there's been a disciplinary update for Livingston. I'll need to get Marvin's thoughts on that in the not-too-distant future mm -hmm. uh, while he care carefully chooses his words so as not to get him in any trouble. Uh, Carlo is next on the line. He's a Celtic fan from Clyde Bank. How's it going, Carlo? Good evening, chaps. How are we? Good, good. How are you, more importantly? Uh, confident after last night's showing. I appreciate the Rangers done well last night as well, but... I can't talk about the game. I've spoke to some of my Rangers friends saying that it was a decent result but not a great performance. Whereas I thought we played fantastic last night, you know, and obviously we're you know giving a lot of credit to people like Moy, etc. But one thing I would like to mention was I thought McGregor was phenomenal last night. I was watching him and you actually could see him on a rare occasion when players were out of position or needed a bit of geeing up. I mean, he was right there. I could see him pointing, directing. And I know, you know, it's kind of expected of him, but I think it was definitely worth a mention just how how uh, phenomenal he was last night. 
Are we in that Are we at that stage Carlo Maybe we've been there for a while Where you you just expect it And it kind of gets overlooked Taken for granted Yeah I think I'm being out You know It's maybe brought it back To the fore slightly But I was just watching him last night And I was so impressed But I don't even think It's been mentioned tonight And that's no disrespect to him As you said It's kind of what's expected of him now But honestly I was so impressed Watching him last night Yeah um, Callum McGregor for me Since taking on the captaincy You know We all knew about his footballing ability but as Carlo said there, and again, I go back a couple of years and playing against Celtic during kind of the COVID days and their players missing. And he was doing exactly the same thing. You know, he, he was he's actually shouting on the pitch and saying to players, you know, that's not of the Celtic standard. And, and you know, you win the game yesterday 4-0, you, or you win the game 4-0, by all means, it's, it's a comfortable game and he's still geeing people up. He's still telling people to get into position. And, and that for me is a real leader. You know, at first, I think he was leading by just being a fantastic footballer. And now I think you're getting the other side of it. And for me, he's probably the most complete you know, midfielder in the league. Can't disagree. He's um, a massive player for Celtic. And the, the, the fact that he did take on the captaincy gave him that more responsibility. My question, Matt, because people thought, is he that kind kind of character? He's, he, he looked a quiet, quiet lad that just went about his business, played his football. But you can certainly tell on the pitch. He's certainly taking it on and he's a leader. Um, he's very well respected. You can see that. I, I agree. I, I, I thought that after the first game, I thought the uh, first goal, sorry, I thought the full Celtic team played particularly well. You know, I thought we touched on it. Maida, his positivity, taking on the full back, Aaron Moy getting his two goals, Kyogo's movement. There was a lot, a lot of positives for Celtic last night at Easter. Who plays alongside him in midfield on Monday, Carlo? Because Aaron Moy is getting major praise. Everyone's saying, well, he should play. Does that mean Hatate stays at right back, or if you know if Juranovic comes in, you've got one midfielder too many then, and one of them has to miss out? Nice problem to have, I suppose. Yeah, I mean that's what I was about to say. I mean, if you you know if you had problems like this every week, it'd be fantastic, you know. Uh, I, I I mean I think Hatate's played well where he is, uh, you know, and, and it's it's very it's very difficult to drop Moy, you know, the coming off of that World Cup, and obviously you know especially last night. I mean he was uh, you know wonderful, you know, watching him play, and uh, I think he is. Almost a one of the first on the team sheet now, you know. So it's a difficult one, but uh, you know, I, I mean, McGregor's just the engine of that team. You know, you just have to work around him. Whatever we think's the best way to do it is, you know, an Ange we trust, basically. <laughs> I mean, the thought of Rio Hatati starting at right back against mm. Rangers a couple of weeks ago would have been a bit bizarre because we were talking about Celtic having too many right backs. Is it realistic? No, no, that, that's not happening. Okay, no, no, sorry then. to put a pin in your balloon. No, that's not happening. Does he miss out then? No, I think possibly O'Reilly. Um, wow. Listen, Ange's a manager, and for me, the the best manager in the league at this moment in time. So I'm sure you know it's horses for courses. Um, yes, he'll look at previous results and whatever else, but he'll look at Rangers and you know their strengths and weaknesses in that area, how he can exploit them, how he can nullify their kind of strengths, and whatever the three is that he decides to to go with I'm sure he'll think at the time of the best three but you know again you've got four t- fantastic midfielders in there um, all doing extremely well at this moment in time but I wouldn't be surprised if O'Reilly missed out we spoke last night though about linking the two fixtures Gordon what clues do you get last night about Monday do you read anything into the fact that Josip Juranovic got zero minutes you know before the game we were speaking about Celtic might get comfortable He'll get half an hour That gets him back up and running after the World Cup And then he just starts against uh, Rangers No questions asked We then got a Celtic caller on who said "No, I don't think he'll play again Because from a business perspective I think they need to 
uh, you know, protect the asset or whatever the phrase was. Do you, does Juranovic getting no minutes last night mean anything for Monday? Uh, uh, maybe. Um, I, it's a great headache for a Celtic manager, but I look at it for the opposition. If I'm Ryan Kent just now, and I get the, the, the option to play against Hatate at right back or Juranovic, I'm taking Hatate all day long. It's nothing about the boy's ability. The boy's been absolutely brilliant. He got away with it at St. John's. Not got away with it at St. John's. He was terrific against St. John's. He probably got a heart trick. Last night, I thought early, I thought Hibbs looked to expose him down that side and try and get runners in behind. But he handled that. You're going to Ibrox now. The big, big question would be, and it's, uh, and it's quite interesting there, you say, right, okay, if he does bring in Juranovic, what I would not be surprised, but... And the flip of the other coin, I wouldn't be surprised if he went with Hatati. That's just the kind of manager he is. Hatati would certainly play Midley Park. McGregor would certainly play. And Big Mars just ruled out O'Reilly. Now, it's strange. I watched O'Reilly last night. Didn't think he had his best, best game. I don't think he's been that the way he's been usually, that sharpness. I would think it'd be very difficult between Moy and O'Reilly. What a call that would be. Uh, Marvin, you are... Big Hibs fan Deep down um, This actually started the game alright But this goes back to conversations We now have all the time Think of Jim Goodwin And Aberdeen And parking buses And what not Ultimately Does it just suit Celtic If you come and have a go He's already watching the game For the first 10 minutes And saying Oh Hibs look alright here And they could score And they had the ball in the net And it was Correctly ruled out for offside But in the end up Does it just suit Celtic? I think it's a difficult one Gordon Because I think you know, when Celtic are in, in that sort of mood and the mood they've shown a lot this season, you, you can't stop them. <laughs> you know, without no being silly, yeah, it's, it's okay. going to be extremely difficult to stop them. Whether you sit behind the ball, whether you go and attack. Lee Johnson wants Hibs to attack. You know, so we kind of spoke about it differently about Celtic in the Champions League and wants to play his way. So if Lee Johnson wants his players to improve in a style that he wants to come across and their philosophy, then you have to go and attack everyone. And he tried to do that with Celtic yesterday and they've been beaten 4-0. But their fans would have been, you know, even more up in arms if they'd have sat behind the game and they'd have lost 3-0. They did have a go for a period of time. Yes, some of the stuff they did wasn't good enough, but sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say, listen, Celtic in that sort of mood are very, very difficult mm. to stop. I mean, Carlo, I've just had a tweet here from Paul who says Aaron Moy was outstanding last night. But to press Rangers to full capacity, O'Reilly, Hatati and McGregor have to play. And Juranovic at right back. You see the, the thought process there? Well, this is the problem. You know, I mean, is Juranovic going to have that World Cup factor like Moy, like Maida? You know, is he going to come in and play an absolute blinder? You know, there's every chance he could do that considering the World Cup he had. And, you know, I always think that we're a wee bit shaky in the first 10, 15 minutes of any game. Even last night, you said that the Hibs game, the, the goal that was, you know, rightfully off, uh, called offside. But I didn't think we looked. You know, comfortable that first 5, 10, 15 minutes and then obviously we'll get into the swing of things so yeah I, I think Juranovic is going to get the call um, and then obviously as you know in an old form match as well the first 15, 20 minutes can kind of go either way does, you know, form kind of goes out the window but I think once it settles down I think if we get into our swing with that attacking lineup that you've just mentioned I, I'm fairly confident you know I mean Ibrox is always a tough game obviously but confidence you know I'm, I'm being optimistic here <laughs> feel like we've had Slightly similar scenarios With Aaron Moy previously Where he's had a good game And then the next game's been a big one And he's he's been left out of it But maybe This is different Because his form's Only getting better And he's now started scoring And it's now off the back of A World Cup In which he played four times um, For Australia as well Can you see Ange Postacoglu Leaving him out? I could see it happening um, because at this moment in time, I think so you know Hatati and McGregor are the only two. Yeah, I, I, but f between I would go with Moy 
But as I said, you know, Andrew will, will look at it and, and look at the Rangers team and look at how he wants to put his stamp on the game. Mm-hmm. I, I would go with Moy starting and O'Reilly see, out. I was going to say, is, is, there that, is there an unavoidable thought here that even though Aaron Moy has been brilliant, if you, you know, if you give Ange Postacoglu mm-hmm. one game to save his job, for instance, or one game mm-hmm. to win it all, he would pick his most dynamic midfield. Is yeah, that, is that, the, way, is that, is that the vibe you get from him? And McGregor? No, because I don't think he works that way I, Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he lines up with the same midfield and Hattati at right back He's got confidence in his players But me personally, I think that the better is Juranovic Now you talk about the energy in the middle of the park In these games, the one important thing is is keeping the ball you dictate the play from the middle of the part. And Aaron Moy last night, as I said, was absolutely excellent. What a what a brilliant headache it is for the Celtic manager mm. with everybody fit going there with his team selection. Carlo, that was a pleasure. Make sure you do it again soon. All the best, chaps. Have a good new year when it comes. Thank you. Same to you, Carlo and Clyde Bank. Here are the thoughts of Lee Johnson. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel that we went into this game lacking confidence. And I think that showed in that, that first 15, 20 minutes. Now... You know, Celtic are a top team, so let's make no bones about it. I've managed against Premier League teams numerous occasions, and I, they're one, I, if not the best, but certainly one of the best sides, maybe by Man City, that I've come across. That's how good they are. They're not all household names in terms of, compared to the English Premier League players, but they're a unit, they're a team, they're dynamic, they've got penetrative runs. And as a team, as a squad, as a set of players, you've got to learn from that. And I feel like we are learning. I feel like we are improving. The club's still full of potential. I need windows. I've got three different managers' sets of players here, which is fine. We've got really good young players to be able to develop and try and get into those sides. And, and that's the only way we're going to bridge the gap. Obviously, Celtic have got a different challenge, which is make sure they bridge the gap against that super elite that is the, the Champions League. But at the moment... Uh, they're way above anything in my opinion in the SPL what do you make of that what else do you make of last night's football get your calls in and whilst you do let's have a bit of fun on here beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football I think it's been a comfortable week, has it, for the pundits? Am I losing track? Producer Michael, have we had any victories for the listeners this week? None yet. Tonight could be the night. Because Gordon DL, he always he just looks a bit uncomfortable when it's not Mark Wilson that he's got. It's, it's like he's out of sorts. You know that way when you've got like a, a, a substitute teacher used to come in and like he just threw everything off and you felt that you could act up a bit. Well, it goes the opposite for Gordon. He acts more serious uh, when it's not Mark. And I, I just think it throws you off. You think so? And what, what what is that you're eating right into the mic? That's not really the way radio. That doesn't work well on radio. I can, I can only apologise, but my throat is absolutely. Is it a strepsil? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, and I need to go for a lemon chip. So if you're ready out there and you want to win a bottle, come ahead Listen, and I'm, take me I'm on. No, I'm I am no pharmacist, but you had a lemon chip at five to six. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having just now. I don't think that. I, I think that silver. I don't think one another is good. Yeah, so I'm confident. Me and this big guy standing to my right will blast anybody that comes on this phone Steady. tonight. Right. Okay. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Lines close at seven. If you want to beat the pundit, get in touch, and we'll get you on next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Play one super scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Marvin Bartley are here. We convinced them not to go for another limb sip during the break, so he's fine. He's here. Hopefully. Uh, he makes it through to the end of the show. Get your thoughts in. We're looking back on six big games last night. 
so let's uh, look over all the big talking points uh, and see uh, what you made of it. And actually, just on that, some pretty sad, well, extremely sad breaking news tonight, and it's that Brazilian legend, one of football's all-time greats, Pele, has sadly passed away at the age of 80. Two That just popped up on my screen Really sad to read that Gordon Diel There's an inevitability About these things Sometimes uh, The news hadn't been great recently mm. We maybe knew that was coming uh, But still If you're talking about names Synonymous with this game The reason shows like this exist For, for this one game That we're all obsessed with He is right up there That's really sad oh, isn't it Not right up there Gordon I, I was brought up in that era uh, Of Pele The Brazilian World Cup sides uh, Watching them Um for me you talk about the great Messi's, Ronaldo's, people like that but Pele was the one that started everything in football mm. uh, every young kid wanted to be as good as him, he was world class and that is very sad news to me It's true Marvin for young guys like us, not compared to him we are nowhere near that era but you just knew that you just knew the name didn't you growing up yeah, exactly. You know, a real footballing genius, and and as Gordon said, they you know one of the first to do it uh, to the standard he did it at. And like you said, you know, we weren't really around in that era, but I'm sure you know with all all the younger people have watched him uh, on YouTube, etc. And oh, like you said, it's a real, real sad, sad time. Oh, that's sad news. The age of 82, Brazilian legend Pele has sadly passed away. If there is anyone out there that's got a story, an anecdote, maybe you managed to see the great man live, or any memories you've got, fire them over to us. And I'll try and include the best ones before the end of the show So some sad breaking news that just landed on me there um, Before we go any further, let's play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time It will either be Marvin or Gordon But it will certainly be James in Glasgow How's it going James? I'm good, how are you guys? Yeah, not bad at all, not bad at all Look, Gordon DL is... He has his moments at the best of times mm. on here, James. He's knocking back throat sweets and limb sips like there's no tomorrow. Do you think you can take advantage of our late fitness test? Well, I'm hoping so. I played him a couple of years ago and Did it's you? Deep. Aye, so it's a disaster. So I need to. He beat you? And yeah, I know. Oh, Jimmy, James. just hang up, mate. You're wasting, <laughs> you're wasting your time. Imagine coming on and admitting that, yeah. James. I would never have known. Anyway, heads, it will be Marvin Bartley and you'll be spared the reunion. Tails that's gone Look at the state of this guy <laughs> Up on his toes He's quite right What does that say Marvin Up there in your Tails. toes It says heads oh. It's Marvin James <laughs> <laughs> James Come on James In Glasgow oh, So We'll give oh. Marvin some Clyde 2 to listen to And we'll set the clock up for you James Just answer as many as you can And you're fine to pass If you don't know the answer Okay Okay Right good man then 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Name any scorer for Rangers last night Tillman. Uh Who became Rangers manager directly after Dick Advocat? Uh, Alex McLeish Name the player who scored last night for Celtic Who also scored the last time they played Hibs Adam Moy Name either team involved in the only draw in the Premiership last night Livingston Which League One side plays at Lynx Park? Oh, pass Who scored a penalty for St Johnston last night? Uh, Stevie May Karamoko Dembele now plays in which country? England Okay Marvin can you hear us? I can indeed Good stuff 30 seconds on the clock You ready? Yep Good same set of questions Time starts now Name any scorer for Rangers last night Tillman Who became Rangers manager directly after Dick Advocat? Pass Name the player who scored last night for Celtic And also scored the last time they played Hibs Kyogo 
Name either team involved In the only draw In the Premiership last night Livingston <sighs> Which league one side Plays at Lynx Park Pass Who scored a penalty For St Johnston last night Stevie May Karamoko Dembele Now plays in which country Belgium Name the only Kilmarnock player That played last night Who's also played for Aberdeen Ash Tyler Okay 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 What's the verdict James? Yeah, I think he's got me Maybe on the last well, question Well, I'm not so sure Alfredo Morelos, Connor Goldson or Malik Tillman You both got one of them So it's one all Alex McLeish came after ah, Dick Advocat oh, wow. Before your time James got it Goes 2-1 in front Ooh. Name the player who scored last night for Celtic Who also scored the last time they played Hibs James went Aaron Moy But last night was his first goal, James And it wasn't Kyogo either It was Dyson Ma- Maeda oh, Come on, big guy Still 2-1 uh, To James Name either side involved In the only draw In the Premiership last night I mean, <laughs> That's ridiculous you know Why? Talk because about being It doesn't matter They're random questions She the other night Jim Duffy played Name the Clyde manager No it was Well There's something similar uh, So James still leads by two Is that right? No it's two two uh, by, No he leads by one Does he not? He leads by one uh, Which league one side plays at Lynx Park? Montrose It's Montrose and James got it Oh you're in trouble He oh, leads wow, big by trouble. two Stevie May Sorry? Wow what's going on here? Oh James didn't get it Did you not James? No, and he just kept quiet James You're not going to say You didn't get it James got it I've got a tally mark down that, That's why you're in here I'm yeah. trying my best To give it to James I here. cannot believe this uh, Stevie May scored the penalty For St Johnson last night Equaliser James got that No he didn't uh, Gordon will say he did James got it James right. did get that Well Gordon. done Jimmy so you're still one behind, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karamoko Dembele now plays in France. Oh. None of you got that right. So <laughs> still one in it. Um, and name the only Kelly player that played last night who's Brilliant. also played for Aberdeen. Ash Sorry. Taylor, well done, Marvin. James didn't get that far. Tiebreaker. So we've got an equaliser. How are you getting tiebreaker seriously? Terrible. I'm the worst tiebreaker player yeah, I was... in the history of this programme. I'm going to get this one now. Apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've got two tonight. different questions here I'm trying to choose what, Right okay here's the deal I'm going to Which ask the James question I'll, I'll invite Marvin to write his answer down I'll then tell you James to give us your attempt So he doesn't copy you okay Okay no Right problem. good man You ready for this Marvin mm-hmm. Look I'm looking at What is the total combined capacity Of all Scottish Championship oh. stadia Scottish Championship What is the total combined capacity That's quite of easy all Scottish How could it be easy Scottish Championship Stadia Marvin Bartley Write your answer down please I'm definitely going to need a calculator here Hurry up let's okay, see Show me your paper quickly Hurry up Don't know Let's That's see an answer Okay James what are you going What? Uh, 28,000 Oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Don't get carried away just yet He's miles away You're both miles How? away James has gone teams. James has got What was it 22,000 Did James 28. say 28,000 And Marvin what did you go for 120,000 yeah. The answer Both horrific by the way But the answer is 82,000 oh. Marvin Bartley has <laughs> Lucky James wow. James, wow, I thought it was a lot higher than that James 10 teams in there 
Yeah. Oh, James, you did well up until that point. I enjoyed. You're happy with that, aren't you? Uh, I'm delighted because that so was when? a good game. Yeah, good so standard, when? James. He would have beaten Gordon definitely. No, no chance. No, he'd beaten Mintrodge, Links Park. Uh, the only Alan one. McLeish. He did Alex McLeish. Yeah. Two before you. Yeah, two. But two and, and the, two. one one draw. Come on. Come on, behave. James, James would have. Do you know what, James? It to leads, be fair, that's the longest he stayed in the phone and beat the punter. James, it leads me on nicely uh, to a, a debate that always rages on about results versus performance. Now, it says here you're a Rangers fan. What have you made of the results versus the performances over the last couple of games, particularly last night? Um, I think at this stage it's all, it's all about the points. Um, I didn't actually see the last game, uh, the game last night. I saw the goals. The goals looked good, um, but I saw Beal's press conference, and he wasn't too happy about that. Um, but I'm still positive going into Monday. Do you like that as a style, James? That Michael Beal, you know, could have just spoke about the result, but would rather take his opportunity to explain that things are not where he wants them to be. Do you like that style, or would you prefer more of a positive spin on things? Yeah, I was saying this to someone earlier. I think it's quite a good um, way to do it. So he's wanting to, to get a performance for the old farm especially. So maybe he's done it for that reason. How do players receive that, Marvin? Are, are there types of player who will hear those comments and say, I'm Gaffer, won the game 3-0? Or do, do most, you think most will just recognise it? I think he's, he's put it across in a really good way um, because I think it lets the players know, as I said earlier, that you know, yes, you've won a game, well done. And some players will be in the dressing room thinking, oh, we're absolutely fantastic. Because as players, you do that, you kid yourselves. But he's let them know, you know, in no uncertain terms that, listen, that's not the style I want to do it with. We were sloppy in possession with this and with that. And, and as James said, he's doing that heading into the biggest game of the season for them. That it's not only the next game, it's against Celtic and it's at Ibrox. So I think the players will receive it well. You know, winning four out of four gets your confidence going. But if the manager says you can, you can do more, as players, you start to believe that, and you know I think he will get the best out of them, and they need to peak on Monday. Yeah, I think it's such an important game. Uh, it'll take care of itself. Two two teams get into the game on form, confidence. Um, you hear the Celtic fans on here tonight. I'm sure the Rangers supporters, because it's at home as well, the home advantage under a new manager. Uh, I just think we're in for an absolute brilliant game of football and all the debate and leading up to it about who will mm -hmm. play and which style and who will be on the bench and who will be the main players it'll be brilliant Gordon I'm looking forward to it Just wondering though it feels like I'm on a mission to examine the old firm cliches this week it's not deliberate but just you, you know you mentioned it and a lot of people talk about it we said earlier about earlier the week form going out the window you said it takes care of itself mm. But to me it sounds like Michael Beale Is not willing to hope that it takes care of itself that, That's what I mean when I talk about Trying to establish if these phrases are actually true It sounds like Michael Beale last night Is saying to his players We need to do this better And we're going to He's saying I didn't expect it It sounds like Just you know, just it taking care of itself Is not, is not something he's Yeah, I, I think Michael Beale is talking over a, a long period Going forward um, you get into this game And for me Rangers cannot mm -hmm. afford to lose it Right Can't afford to lose it They're playing against a Celtic team One The pace of the game Will be like no other mm -hmm. Let's not be kidding Be like no other And I think that You've got to the concentration levels Yeah uh, I'll be different as well Gordon As I say uh, Walking out into that atmosphere And knowing how important that game is And let's not be kidding to your Celtic fans will be thinking Well we're nine points in front 
It's Rangers Celtic See I, I get that right I right. get that See if we're talking You're the only one of us three That's played in them I get that if you're talking about ah, We forget about that Where See if you're talking about Shouldn't have forget about One yard out 40 yard diving header By Packy Bonner One yard off his country. nose And dribbles over the line By the way there's still a hole At Celtic Park They're not even filled in <laughs> I get that side of it If you're talking about Motivation mm. Springing your step Getting that extra yeah. yard Fire in but, the belly but This idea that it takes care of itself If Michael Beale's on last night Saying we give the ball away too often Just because it's a big occasion You're not going to suddenly stop Giving the ball away That's the point I'm trying to make No but I, th- I think your concentration Of giving the ball away Is a lot better Because No disrespect to My team Motherwell You give the ball away to Motherwell You've got a fair chance You're going to get it back They're not going to punish you you make that mistake on Monday against Celtic and you're thinking this may end up in the back end and cost my team the goal. So that concentration level, that making sure that, you know, everything's right. Now, there will be mistakes because that's what happens. Nerves gets a, a hold of some players and they make rash decisions. That's the excitement of the game. But I'm telling you now, and anybody will tell you, I understand your argument, Gordon, this is like no other game. Uh, okay, so you're still confident anyway, James? Yeah, definitely still confident. Um, it's good to see Alfredo scoring goals again, uh, but uh, hopefully he makes it fit. But yeah, still confident. Every game that Rangers have gone into, it seems, Marvin, there's a question over injuries and so on. How important are the next few days for Alfredo Morelos? They're key, not only for him. Um, as James said, you know, it looks like he's hit a little bit of form as well. They're, they're key for him personally, but also for the team and, and for the club, the fans. Um, you know, Michael Bill wants all his players fit, um, you know, so he can select who he needs to select. But I think, you know, if, if you've got him playing in that game, I think he kind of offers a bit of an X factor in those sorts of games. Listen, his goal scoring record in them isn't fantastic, but I think he contributes in other ways in those games. I think Rangers will be better for him playing rather than him being on the sidelines injured. Uh, thank you to James. Let's get another perspective on the game last night, maybe from the opposition side of things or the away side, I should say. Scott is a Motherwell fan. From Armadale, Scott, what did you make of it? Uh, it, was, it was disappointing uh, the performance, certainly from a Motherwell uh, perspective, and wasn't surprised. Uh, I think leaving Van Veen on the bench uh, was Hamill's. Uh, I think he, he thought he would be able to use Shields' kind of running ability more than what Van Veen has, but Van Veen holds the ball. And, and and maybe gives a wee chance, but I think watching the last half a dozen games at, at Fir Park and, uh, and elsewhere, unfortunately, I think the, the lack of investment towards the team uh, for Stevie Hamill since Graham Alexander left last season, I think uh, we're going to be struggling this year and we're plummeting down the league. And I, I don't really see where the next kind of points are going to come to, to be honest with you, Gordon. Uh, for me, you know, going to Fir Park all these years, uh, I've never seen so big a crowd uh, turning up for a game against St Johnson, a game against you know Livingston earlier in the season, and it's great to see so many fans at the stadium. But if we do drop into that that uh, championship, then uh, it could be a decade before we come back, which we would lose that that support. In my opinion I just like to know What you and Gordon's opinion Is on the team at the moment You've ruined my night Certainly mm. With that with that sort of thought uh, But you have, you have to acknowledge The league table Gordon um, You have mm. to acknowledge that run I mean uh, like, uh, what, Last night is last night 
You go to Ibrox, you lose. See for what it's worth, there were probably times at the start of the game where Motherwell played a bit better yeah. than, I, than I expected them to. But pff, I mean, three 0 defeat. Were there not a little problem with Van Veen? Yeah, I think he was. He has been unwell. Right. Um, okay. Because I found that like Scott a very strange decision. Um, so obviously Stevie Hamill's looked and thought, well, we can only get so much out of him. Because I'm sure if he was 100% he would have, he'd have started. Scott uh, mentions there we could be struggling. Motherwell are struggling. If you look at Motherwell in this calendar year, they've won seven games, seven league games. Uh, and you can point to the fact they finished top six as well. Where will that was we a good day though, wasn't it? Oh, bro. Where will we start? We'll start, uh, we'll start back again on Monday. We'll get an easy fix. <laughs> uh, I've, I've watched this team. They, they, they'll be down to 10 men after 25. Man, there's no discipline whatsoever. Um, but I totally agree. I think that, uh, look, Mullerow's a brilliant run club. The pitch and everything's great. The support is coming back. And I really think the support's been brilliant for Mullerow. Everybody works very hard there, but the team needs freshened up, Gordon. I think everybody would admit that. Needs freshened up. New blood brought in there, new ideas. Stevie Hamill's a young young manager, so coach, learning his trade at that level. Uh, him and Brian Kerr, they work very hard, and I wish them all the best. But they need to start getting results mm. because the bottom of that league is getting nearer and nearer every game. Yeah, three points off bottom And of course you don't want to finish second bottom either And they're only, only two points above Dundee United Who did well last night Scott, do you What's the reason for it? Is obviously there was the managerial change Motherwell have, have played that card already this season Does is, is that part of the issue? Or is the squad simply not, not good enough at the moment? I think, I think there's maybe a, a lack of recruitment uh, Moving towards Bringing in players to develop them, you know, and I mean, I mean by that experienced players. Uh, you know, we're watching the midfield and and you know, Slattery and Maguire and and uh, they're, they're very very similar in the type of player that they are. And you know, you take one off, you bring one on. You're not you're not changing the kind of formation of the team to to try and press for a goal or or. No, to change the, the, the tactics. So, I, I think the recruitment. I'm hoping in the January window that that we can bring in a couple of players. Uh, you know, we've got the, the, the lad in Blaney for Sligo uh, to, to hopefully bring some support. I think Lamy, Lamy's there. He's playing with different different partners every kind of couple of weeks, and Lamy's Lamy's solid. Uh, but who's going to be playing with is is anybody's guess. Week in, week out. I think to get a solid defensive partnership has gave Motherwell a good grounding over the last couple of seasons. And, and Gordon, do you know, I, I spoke to you on the way back to Dundee or a year past November, and me and my boy Sam, we've been to every away game, every home game since. And, it, and he's, mm. sorry, my dog's uh, one, he's lost on to him. Stand by. <laughs> That's Faddy uh, the dog in the background. Uh, <laughs> getting a bit Motherwell strip on. <laughs> i sorry about that. Uh, we've been to a lot of the games Home and away And, and he's really bought into it And he, and he can see the, the, the frustration And you know we, Motherwell brings so much To Scottish football uh, Our You know The the, the community impact mm. the, every, every stadium I've been to You know I've been through to Hearts and Hibs And up to Dundee Dundee United The fans that we sit with The, the opposition fans Having a, a, maybe a pint before the game They talk about the impact That Motherwell has As a community Towards you know the suicide prevention and that sort that sort of thing, 
and to lose Motherwell to the Premier League, I think would be a travesty for Scottish football. I need to let you go and sort that mm. dog out just in case we're pushing this too long. I can't believe I'm about to ask the next um, coach to play against Motherwell. Um, the, the questions on this, Marvin. You don't take much from last night. You're gonna, you lose at Ibrox if you're Motherwell. You know it doesn't define your season. Whilst we're on the subject of cliches, but when you looked at Motherwell unable to fulfil a full quota of subs, the age of those that were on the bench, can you make a case to say that? Of all the teams in the league, they might need this January window more than any. Yeah, you know, I think Scott said it there. Um, you know, they probably do need some reinforcements. Um, you know, where they get these players from and how early in the window they can get them, I think will be key. I think you look at probably four or five of us kind of in that in, in that section that that need players probably in the January. I think we're probably one club that are, are okay at this moment in time for numbers and we won't add that many more. But, you know, speaking of Mother, as you said, they do need to add players to it. You know, it's tough. It's, it's very, very tight down the bottom. Um, you don't want to be pulled into kind of that relegation battle or or the playoff one. And I think, you know, they, they are a club and a big enough club to go out there and attract good enough players to keep them safe. But I think you have to do that at the start of the window because I think mm. the longer you leave it, the harder it is to attract the players in. Thank you, Scott. I saw your surprised look when he mentioned the, the goal that he had scored against Celtic. And this tweet just sums it up. Billy says, I remember Dazzler's goal. I loved him and Super Cooper waving to the jungle. I had a particularly good Hitachi Betamax with a brilliant slow-mo. <laughs> I loved it, he says. Uh, <laughs> He'll explain to you what that is during the break. Thank you, Scott. 01419511025. Call now. We'll get you on next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Marvin Bartley are here It's 0141-951-1025 right into the swing of things With all the talk about last night and going forward uh, Have you composed yourself enough to talk to me about Livingston? I, I noticed that Jason Holt has failed in his appeal To overturn the red card picked up at Easter Road at the weekend Do you have any thoughts on that? Well that's news to me um, <laughs> Yeah I knew we were appealing it um, Did you genuinely not know that? No mm. I didn't I didn't oh, know it was just before you came in I thought oh, okay No it. no I didn't know mate um, No I knew that the club were appealing it And the hearing was today um, So yeah obviously if he's failed with that He'll miss the next two games Which is a, a bit of a blow for us Motherwell and then Ross County away And that's all you think about that subject? Yeah, yeah that's Are you appealing last night as well? Yeah, that's um, appealed, yeah. Is that appealed? I think it was. Is yeah. that? We just love our appeal down there, don't you? Nah, he's 11 players. Somebody's, somebody's trying to. J- just want to play with 11 him. players. So I don't I don't know. If we're appealing the Scott Pittman one, then. Wait, come on. You club what, obviously. You the club you don't think. You're not going to stay that track. <laughs> the club think Jake. It's not like him. This is the pro- By the way, he turned up to Christmas night. Who were they? I have never seen this guy with anything else apart from that track. Never let it be said that Gordon DL doesn't notice the fine details. Marvin walked in for the show tonight in full Livingston tracksuit. And after about an hour at the break, Gordon said. So what are you in today? <laughs> <laughs> what was the clue? Um, seriously, right? Yeah. I take it you and everyone thinks Jason Holt was particularly hard done by. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those tackles. I think you know Jason wins the ball, and then I think it's Nisbet who who runs in and he obviously catches him with a follow through. But you know that's that's why we appealed it. I thought a yellow card would have would have probably been fair. Um, because there was a bit of contact. I thought a red card was harsh, but obviously, you know, the referee, Craig Napier, at the time, you know, sent him off straight away. Um, and then there's yesterday's one, if you're telling me you're the Scott Pittman one. Again, the referee gives a yellow card. He's then sent across to the monitor, um, and then that's upgraded to to a red card. But I will say for referees, it's very, very difficult when they're sent across to the monitors because 
for one, for me, you know, you've got someone who's watching in slow-mos and different angles is saying to you, well, you need to recheck this. I think you go across the pretense of thinking, hang on, maybe this is worse than I, mm -hmm. I first thought. Um, and I think if you slow down any tackle, there's going to be an element of contact, an element where you can say there's a bit of recklessness or excessive force, et cetera, et cetera. I, I thought Scott Pittman was particularly unlucky uh, with yesterday's Do one. Do me a favour. Go and listen back to Marvin when he was on the show the last time Livy had a bad decision. Tell me if you've noticed a change in tone. It's almost like somebody... <laughs> Has uh -huh. got in touch and told him. It's just been Christmas. To in happy spirit. Remember mm. his responsibilities uh, yeah. when he's on the show. Um, Gordon, we had a look at Jason Holtz before, and the, the reason that I mentioned this one, it feels like one of those where everybody out there in Scottish football looks at it and thinks it's a bit harsh. But yet, not only sent off after VAR, but um, a failed appeal as well. Um, Bit surprised, I've got to say. I had a look at the two of them, Gordon. Um, disagreeing with Pittman, I think Pittman's followed. He's going to anger you here. He thinks Pittman's uh, is a red. Yeah, I think Pittman's is a red. I'm very, very sorry. And please, <laughs> do you not think he slips? No, I, no. I think, I think after the ball, the position he's foot going in there, I think he's endangering mm -hmm. an opponent. Um, so I would certainly think you two could fight over this if you want. No, no, but but where I, where I do agree is. I do think that when the referee is sent over at the monitor, that seed's already in his yeah. head going over there. And I think it was Steve McLean. Yeah, correct. Changed yeah. the changed the decision. I I agree with him mm -hmm. in that case. But to balance things up, I thought Jason Holt was very very unlucky. So what you're saying is we've lost Jason Holt's appeal, so we've got no chance of Scott Pittman. Absolutely, if you're no on the panel. No, no, <laughs> if I'm on the panel, it's going to take Well, that's the thing. Oh, I assume it will be a different panel, different set of eyes, you never know. And I'm sure last night when it happened, Marvin said to Stephen McLean, don't worry, Stephen, I feel it's very difficult for you referees when you go over to the monitor. Mm -hmm. No hard feelings. Ha Merry Christmas and a happy new year, Stephen. Yeah. Something along those lines. Uh, and, and, and phone in tomorrow and tell me how the Jason Hole appeal went. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I went through his mind as well. Anyway, 01419511025. That's the number uh, you need. Um, I mean, we mentioned it at the start, we gave out the awards and so on, but some big results last night, Gordon. For in fact, in one one game that probably highlighted it was Kilmarnock Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. It was a huge result in a positive sense for Kelly, and a terrible result in a negative sense. Um, and a, sorry, a big result in a negative sense for Aberdeen. Yeah, um, Jim's coming in for a bit of criticism from the Aberdeen supporters, and you can understand that. And I think Jim's been in the game long enough to realise that. He's got to start getting results. Now, I feel sorry for him because after the World Cup, he's got Celtic uh, Celtic Rangers right away. They're very difficult. And then obviously what happened at St Mirren. But if you're going to if you're going to be serious about this, your away form has got to improve. I touched on it earlier, Gordon. Three wins in the last twenty eight league games away from home for Aberdeen is not acceptable for anyone. Um now he can't complain about the back. Because he's had a he's had a few quid to spend. I think he's brought in some real decent players, um, but it can turn and it can turn very quickly. And the positives is he's still sitting up there in the top four. Um, he's got a massive game coming up. Well, two massive games. We've got mm -hmm. Ross County on Monday, obviously, and then uh, I think it's in Johnston Johnson, after yeah. it. Then he's got Rangers in the semi final at Hamden. So it's going to be a big, big three games for Jim. I like Jim. I think he's he works very hard. Uh, He's still a young manager as well. He's come up through the right ranks for me, Alawa, St Mirren. 
he's got now a lot of people then question is it too big a step I don't think he is I think he needs given time we've seen what happens when you chop and change managers all the time sometimes you've just got to bite the bullet and say to the supporters we understand the frustration but but we believe this is the right way going forward and hopefully Jim can turn it round and for Kilmarnock well it was a result they needed Marvin and they got it comfortably well relatively comfortably yeah, it was, a, it was a massive, massive result for them, um, you know, and to back up the kind of 2-2 draw away at Motherwell, and I think they were 2-0 down, if, if I'm correct. Ten in that men. One. Yeah, with 10 men to then go and beat Aberdeen um, was absolutely key for them, um, especially with obviously Dundee United beating Ross County. But I think, you know, if Kilmarnock are, are to survive and, and start to push up the league, they were going to rely heavily upon their home form. I think it's going to be, you know, massively important for them. And Derek and his coaching team and the players will be delighted with yesterday. And then they go into a winnable game, I think they'll see against St Mirren at home um, on Monday. So, yeah, if Kitty can get on a bit of a run now, I think they can start to get a bit of a gap between them and the a bottom two. I think, I think the positives with Kelly now is the owner will see a, a big improvement. Um, as you say, four points out of the last six. They've got, as Marv quite rightly says, they've got a winnable game at home against St Mirren. And then they've got that January window. <laughs> and he's not frightened to put his hand in his pocket down there and spend some money. So it could be a big year coming up, a uh, few months uh, for Kilmarnock and their supporters. As I said, Gordon, right at the beginning, I thought they would struggle. They did struggle, but they're now slowly starting to get used to the Premier League and they're turning performances into wins. Yeah, it was shaking up a bit at the bottom last night as well because Dundee United got that victory over Ross County. Teams that, that struggle, Marvin, tend to fall into different categories. There's always one that you say, they're too good to go down, or they, their players are too good. And it doesn't really mean anything, because it, it can totally happen. But if there is someone who fits in that bracket, it's, it is, it's Dundee United. So you just wonder if that, that is the kickstart they're looking for. I totally agree with you. And, and that's what I was thinking when you actually said about Dundee United. I think that is the team that everyone will be looking at, saying, you look at their, their starting eleven and their substitute bench, that's a team that are going to get out of trouble. You know, you've got people like Tony Watt, who obviously, you know, being Motherwell fans, you know how important he was to you guys His before leaving. Birthday today, I believe. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Tony. Um, yeah, you know, and, and, and he's sitting on the bench with them at this moment in time. For me, and under Liam Fox, they have a fantastic coach and manager now. Um, you know, no disrespect to anybody else who'd been in before him. Um, you know, Liam was at Cowden Beath and things didn't go well for him there. Then he's done the coaching route. He was assistant manager at Livingston, assistant at Dundee United before now taking the job. And I think he started to implement his style um, upon upon that squad and upon that team. And I think, you know, yesterday's results mm. will be a, a real catalyst for them going forward. Yeah, he was a brilliant assistant at Livy, wasn't he? I bet they miss him. <laughs> 0141 John is in the East End. How are you tonight, John? Uh, hi, hi, Gordon, Gordon and uh, Marvin. I'm not actually in the East End. I'm actually just outside Aviemore. I'm Elgin. Oh, well, um, Aviemore's a lovely part of the world. Are you stopping off for a chippy? No, that, that's no, Gordon Dale's favourite. Yeah, that's that your favourite haunt. We yeah. never used to get sent to Inverness, Dingwall. Even when I played, I stopped for a chippy. <laughs> well, enjoy the drive, John. Take care. What's your uh, What's your point tonight? Cheers. Um, guys, obviously, you know, myself, Celtic fan, you're talking about like, so whether it might be Juranovic might come in, having obviously just came back for the World Cup, or whether Hitati uh, is going to play at right back. What about uh, Alistair Johnson? Why, why would he not play? Great question. Uh, it's a great question. I know Alistair very well from my days of coaching him in Canada. 
Um, you know, he's been brought in there to probably replace Juranovic. That's a true story, Mark. Okay. I hope you know that. Um, I should have a track show with Martin. Actually, it's really? true. I have think you just call me Martin as well. I probably. Have you missed this? Anyway, right. We'll get back to that in a minute. Right. But, um, but the, the good thing is, he's got options there. Now, people go, would they throw him in? In such a, a, an important game But Juranovic was thrown into Ibrox And um, he handled it okay He's got great options there Because I, I don't know Is Ralston okay? They've got Ralston Well he wasn't last night so Yeah well they've got Days You've got Juranovic you obviously get Johnson there You've got Hatati who Let's be honest um, Two games He's not looked out of place But I think this is a, a, a different and task And Postacoglu Strikes you as the type of manager That wouldn't think twice about it Marvin Whether that happens or not I have no idea But what do you make of John's suggestion? Yeah I think it's it's one that could definitely happen As you said I don't think Andrew will be scared of doing it He's brought him to the club Because he's believed He's good enough to play for them So whether it's you know Away to Rangers Or away to anybody else Or home to someone He thinks you're good enough to play for Celtic Football Club He'll put you in The one thing for me If Juranovic doesn't start And Johnson does start I think that means that that's the end kind of for, yeah. for him going forward. I think that would tell us an awful lot. So I don't expect Johnson to start, although I think he's an able deputy. Um, and obviously if Ralston's back, he, he could be involved as well. And you'd be happy with that, John? You think that's... I mean, you've not, not even seen him in a Celtic shirt yet, but you you think that would be all right? Uh, yeah, well, I think... Well, he's certainly done well at the World Cup. Uh, he's quite a standout in that Canadian team. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, the very fact that Hatate has done okay, like we've said before, but obviously he's no a natural right back. And Juranovic, I think if if Juranovic was going to be playing on Monday, I thought he might have even got a couple of minutes last night. Um, what tells me is the fact that he never got on is that they're protecting the investment. Because if they're going to let him go, the last thing they wanted was to get injured at Ibrox. Are you not buying the no minutes last night means doesn't play on Monday argument? No, I no, I'm not. shaking your head. Yeah, and I get what John's saying in terms of protecting the investment, but if that was the case, then he wouldn't be on the bench mm. at, at all. You know, they're not struggling for players to, to kind of fill the bench, so he wouldn't be involved. I think when you come back from a World Cup and, you know, he had a very, very good World Cup, and I think he was there until 12 days ago, there's, there's no problem with his fitness. You know, there's no need to bring him on, you know, kind of, of on a cold night for 10, 20 minutes at the end and risk a muscle injury. If if Andrew wants to play him, then then he'll play, and there's no doubt about it. Um, against Rangers on Monday, but I wouldn't read too much into into yesterday's game because he wasn't needed. Let's be honest. Is this slightly different from our usual situation when we're discussing? Are you going to pitch a new signing straight into a game because he was signed four weeks ago? So we're not talking about someone mm-hmm. that signed today and then Monday. We're talking about a guy that signed four weeks ago. Now I don't think he joined in training straight away. I can't remember when. And spoke to him as well on, on the day he was unveiled um, But he's had time with the team Does that strengthen the possibility? Does that yeah, change things? it makes things easier Most definitely as a player You know, when you've been around your teammates Whether it's for a week or, or a little bit longer Rather than you know meeting them one day Or meeting them day of a game And going and playing But don't forget about Starfelt Was it Hearts, the first game he played? Kyogo as well Yeah, you know Ange I mean, isn't afraid yeah. of, of doing these sorts of things I mean, so. they were a bit more Desperate If that's not an unfair word Around that time weren't they Yeah But I, th- I think they're desperate For a right back to play If Rianovic mm-hmm. can't play Because like you said he, he could be going For me Hatate can't can't start At right back Against Rangers I think that would be 
listen, who am I to question Ange if he does it? But I think that would be a big mistake and I don't think that's one that he will he will make. So be a lot more defending in that game than he's done mm. in the previous two. Right, thanks John. You drive carefully. That was John somewhere between the East End and Avi Moore mm. en route to Elgin. Thank you very much to John. Still time to get in touch if you fancy it. 01419511025. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL Marvin Bartley into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We spent the break wisely. We were just giving Marvin Bartley the full backstory about how Gordon DL was genuinely once a teammate of Ange Postacoglu's despite us not believing him. And it turns out uh, that he somehow coached <laughs> Alistair Johnston in Canada as well. guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah I really am impressed He's lived some life this I guy <laughs> And that's just the stuff that we can <laughs> talk about on here <laughs> <laughs> Oh incredible Absolutely incredible Anyway there is still time for you to get in touch on 0141-951-1025 If you so wish uh, And you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB uh, What else have we got on there uh, Yeah just some thoughts about Monday um, as well Look we'll, we'll delve properly into Monday On tomorrow night's show I'm sure A lot of people Gordon It seems like are building this up To be very simple Celtic win it It's absolutely 100% over it If it's not already And if Rangers win it It's, it's game on are you, are you as sort of Black and white as that On the subject? Oh yeah I I, I don't think that Rangers can afford even even a point I don't I, I think nine points is a massive gap if they could get that three points bring it down to six all of a sudden it is because you just wonder what Rangers and uh, guaranteed Rangers will strengthen as well in January I know Celtic are well down the road with that um, but Celtic go to Ibrox now they're firm favourites to win the league just now if they go to Ibrox and they turn Rangers over and pick up three points then there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I think that's that's how the, the the fans will see it. I think maybe even the Rangers dressing room. I think there's there's one man and a group of people who won't see it that way, and that's Ange and his players. He seems to be the sort of person who would be telling them, "Listen, if we win all our games in the end of the season, it doesn't matter. If if we draw games and lose games, and the chasing pack are going to close on us, and no matter if they win or lose uh, on Monday, you know, he's he's not going to get too high if they if they win it or too low if they lose it. He'll just be looking to the next game. But you know, I, I'm with Gordon there. I think you know, if Celtic win that game, I think the points difference is going to be you know too much for Rangers to catch. Yeah, them. just in, in the top of that, Gordon, you're looking at twelve points. You could realistically say with a goal difference, thirteen points. Yeah, and, and you know, I think it's twenty goals or something just now. Um, and you look at this Celtic team; they're not going to let up. They can score goals for fun. Um, so it'll be a thirteen-point gap down. So I think that's a little extra pressure and a centre for Rangers to say we need to be positive. We need to win this game on Monday. It's that time of year when people maybe get a bit misty-eyed and look back about what was achieved or not during the. The calendar year I think for Celtic Marvin one league defeat In the calendar year of 2022 That kind of tells its own story It's why they Stormed home to win the league After a poor start last year And it's why They're comfortably top at the moment Yeah um, you know, An absolutely fantastic year Like you said If you can only lose one game Within that calendar year And a lot of that credit Has to go to To the players no doubt And, and as I just said there I think the manager deserves An awful lot of credit Because you know, not only did they, you know, romp towards the the title uh, at the end of last season, he's kept them going. 
you know, it's very, very difficult to keep a, a group of players um, playing and training at the intensity that Celtic do and keep them winning games and keep them turning up and improving and wanting to improve. And as he said, you know, they almost self-police. When you play against Celtic, Andrew's on the side and, you know, you'd be lucky if you hear him you know, mutter three or four words. And that means that he has total faith within his players. You know, people like McGregor, if people aren't pulling their weight to, to, to get them going. And then at halftime, I imagine he says a, a little bit more and the second half is exactly the same. And... For me, he's got Celtic firing on all cylinders and, you know, it's probably the best team that I've seen um, since coming up to Scotland. And as far as calendar years go, Gordon, Rangers is an absolute roller coaster. They probably start, well, they do, they start the calendar year in a good place, thinking they're going to go on and win the league, or, or at least having a, a level mm-hmm. of belief there. They then don't do that. They, however, in that period, get to a European final, get extremely close to winning that European final, and then the next season starts Changed manager It's that 2022 has been Incredible for I Rangers c- I certainly after the The the, Euro- the European final I didn't see that Van Bronckhorst would come under pressure So quickly Gordon I think where he sort of a failed for me in, a, in the Rangers eyes Two things I think his transfer windows Weren't the greatest um, His style of football Rangers supporters were getting turned off I remember in the show Long time ago at Rangers, I think it was Cholak had scored two against Dundee United and fans were phoning in. They're leaving their droves and Rangers were winning at that time. Uh, no, I didn't I didn't see that coming for Rangers, but it's a new era for them now. They all wanted Michael Beale back. The supporters want him back. The board want him back. The players were happy mm-hmm. to have him back. Michael Beale was desperate because it was documented there was an opportunity to go to Wills in the Premier League. You knock that back to come to Rangers, it shows you you're desperate to be there. I think the month of, uh, coming up Monday and the month of January is so, so important for There's Rangers. There's one we can maybe get into tomorrow in a bit more detail with you on the phones is how you look back on, on the calendar year. Marvin Bartley, the if there is such a thing as the Scottish Premiership table for 2022 We know that's not how football seasons work It goes Celtic, obviously Then it goes Rangers And in joint third place on 53 points is Livingston That is remarkable Yeah, it is It really, really is And, and it shows how much the, the club are kind of punching above their weight And, you know, within saying that You know, he still missed out on the top six at the end of last oh, season that, and, it, and it's, Yeah, and you know, and now we're kind of outside of the top six again. But no, listen, for us in the calendar year, when you look at the points across that accumulated, it, it's been absolutely fantastic. But I would stop that for, for a top six finish at the end of this season, Gordon. And you'll be looking forward to Monday. You could go, we'll give you the day off. Just you missed the big Rangers Celtic game. To. You could go away section at the I Tony Macaroni. Right I'd sit right behind that dugout and get them all for. You know, I'll, I'll recognise him when he's tracks on that. Sure. Uh, it should be good though. In a sense, it'll be a nervy one for, for Motherwell. Need Difficult. To go and do Listen, something. everybody knows going to to Livingston. I'm not just saying this because the man stand beside me. They're well organised. They it showed you their bounce back after uh, Saturday's disappointment at Easter Road. I thought they were a bit. I watched the highlights last night. I thought they were a bit unlucky. Uh, but at Liv- anywhere, they'll give you a game. One thing about uh, the two boys is they've got the team going. They're well organised. They're workers. And they've got some decent, decent quality players on their side. And Edinburgh Derby to look forward to as well. Marvin, we know that you're very much in the Hib side of things, but that's going to be tough, isn't it? Going to Tynecastle, it looks like hearts are maybe starting to click again. Yeah, that, that's a, a massive game for, for, for both teams. But 
I think more so for Hibs. You know, they, they need a good performance and, and they need to make sure they don't lose that game. I think Lee Johnson was speaking about he needed two windows or whatever it might be. I think, you know, he's got a, cuff, a tough, sorry, couple of games coming up and, and they need to get results starting on Monday. But as you said, Hearts starting to click to gear and their favourites going into that game. Okay, I think that's pretty much us. Really sad news tonight, by the way, as well. I know we focus mostly on Scottish football, but some things are much bigger than that. And on a night like tonight, that would be one of them. Absolutely, arguably the legend of the game that we all love, Brazilian superstar Pelé has sadly passed away at the age of 82. And you should see the tributes already pouring into him from absolutely everyone, the great and good, or from the world of football. Um, having their say and understandably so So some really sad news tonight for us to end the show on And that is just about that Thank you to Gordon Dale Thank you to Marvin Bartley a Happy New Year to you two when it comes We won't speak to you two before then uh, But we will be back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock Mark Wilson, your pal's back, back. He's, al- he's alongside a real pundit tomorrow night in Hugh Keevans <sighs> He's in I'll need t- to tune in just to see if he's up to his game Because obviously I've had good partners this week <laughs> And I'll be speaking to yeah, the, the I producer. think there might be another divorce for you on the cards in the new year You and Mark Wilson <laughs> going your separate ways But anyway, Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson On tomorrow night from 6 Make sure you join us That will be your last chance to build up to Rangers Celtic It will be the last chance to get your thoughts in So please do that for us And Rory Tate is up next <laughs>